Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In today's message, Pastor Ed Young is joined by his wife, Lisa, as he continues the series, Woke or Awake, with a talk called The Wolf of Wokeism. They'll address the dangers of wokeism in today's culture and its impact on families and faith. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. Today, we're going to talk about how to fight off the wolf of wokeism. Because if the truth, I mean, if the truth was really known, we are fighting, we're in a fight, and this wolf is very cunning, smart, and he's stalking not only you and me, also our families. Wokeism, the wolf of wokeism. I wanna tell you just straight up that as Ed and I worked on this message and put our thoughts together according to what God's word says, it did not come easy. And by that I mean that we, we just have a heavy, heavy, heavy burden on what we're sharing with you today because this is life and death. Parenting is something we've discovered that never, ever stops. And that's awesome. Here, I'm a 61 model and Lisa is a 60 model. We still parent in certain ways. Now we don't say, Landra, time out. We don't say, EJ, go to your room. I don't mean that. I'm saying though, when questions are hanging in the balance and they want our opinions, we'll give them our opinions. We sometimes will we'll guide them in areas that, that we kind of know about because we've lived longer than them. So, so parenting, Lisa, is such, is such a responsibility. We are literally shepherding our little lambs. And when they are in their young years, I mean, this is where it's so vital. And we're gonna unpack some things today. I mean, it's not like a cute little outline. It's not like three points for you to remember. I mean, we're talking about hard stuff. Parenting's not for lightweights. I think if I ask all of the parents here, hey, define parenting, we would give some sort of a definition. Well, if we really think about it, we need to think how we think. The definition emerges from the Bible because God is the one who instigated, made up, created the family. Lisa and I have written about this in our book, Kid CEO and other books, but let me give you a definition. And this definition is in our book, but also we've elaborated on it. Here it is. Parenting is teaching and training 
your kids to leave. Spouses stay, kids leave. But they don't ever really leave, but I think you know what I'm talking about. To leave and love the Lord with all of their hearts. So I'm teaching and training my kids, I'm shepherding them to leave and to love the Lord with all of their hearts. That definition is based on four scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter six, which is teaching. Proverbs 22, which is training. Genesis two, which is leaving. And Matthew 22, which is loving the Lord with all of our heart. Now I know some of you are like, oh come on, wokeism. Is it even real? I mean, what is it? Others are like, oh, it's real, I understand it. I'm telling you, it is real. It's, it's basically, and I've said this over and over, it's neo-Marxism, it's neo-paganism. It is against the gospel at every turn. Wokeism puts emotion over truth. Wokeism basically concentrates on your race, which is a man-made construct. Race is not mentioned in scripture the way the wokers talk about it. It's also about body parts. Do I have boy parts or girl parts? And then how we use those parts. That is what wokeism has done. It's dumbed us down to that. And when you compare that to our identity in Christ, what? I'm not gonna let this wave of wokeism That's right. define who I am. But we have to know, we have to understand what our role is. Parents, our, we have the number one role and goal as a parent is to teach and train our children to leave and to love the Lord, their God, with all their hearts. And it's not and just strength. to be their friend. No, 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 Or no. their buddy, no, we, or their homie. No, no, no. No. It's but to be a parent. It's to be a parent. You're the number one source. And Deuteronomy chapter six is what we're gonna unpack a little bit today. And Deuteronomy is the fifth book of the Bible. It's in the Old Testament, if you're not familiar with that. So Deuteronomy is like, what, Deuteronomy. what do you mean? I mean, Moses is giving instructions to the children of Israel. And, you know, they lived in tents. They were basically Bedouins. You know, we went camping a couple days ago, Lisa and I, one night, we slept in a tent. We did. It was great. It was fun. And it was good because it was one night. I just have never really camped before. <laughs> For you those say? of you who really enjoy sleeping out under the stars, I just, I applaud you and I enjoy it yeah. for one night. Um, yeah. But I did go fly fishing for the first time she in my did. life. I caught trout for the first time. How about time. that? And when I, we were up in the Northwest and when I got up out of the tent that morning, I walked out and 12 feet from me was a bull moose. About 2,000 pounds. Yeah. If you've never she was seen like, these. Ed, Ed. <laughs> There's this big old. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know what that has to do with Deuteronomy. Oh, no, I the just thought about the yeah, intense. That's what they I were intense. Doing. Yes, yes. So you think about it. They didn't have kids with cell phones who were being exposed no. to enormously uh, dangerous things, and yet Moses gives an instruction that is just as applicable today as it was back then. That's right. Why? Why? Because Moses was addressing wokeism. He was addressing wokeism because in the previous chapters, the children of Israel had 
In fact, it says in chapter five, it says that they, they were looking to the right and looking to the left and they had taken their eyes off God. And that's and what wokeism is. Yeah, they were yeah. dealing with idolatry and paganism. We call it neo-paganism now. The new paganism, yeah, neo-new. And, and idolatry is anything that takes your main focus off of God. So Moses is giving this directive to the children of Israel because it was life and death. And this is what he says. It says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And then he segues, so see, that's to the adults in the situation, that's to the parents. He's saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, uh, mind, and strength. I think that's it. Yeah. So that's everything we are. And I'm afraid we have crowded our calendars out with things that don't, don't uh, push that ball forward. I think we have maybe crowded out all of the times that we can sit with our children, that we can stand with our children, mm -hmm. that we can be with them around a table talking. Because it says, if following that, it says, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Pretty much that's... 24-7. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your Whoa. houses. This That's is like, modeling, isn't it? This is like HGTV. Put it on your door frames and on your gates. This is our responsibility. Parents, yeah. you've got to know your role and your goal when you're dealing with wokeism. Know your goal So that's role the first way to fight goal. the wolf of wokeism. of wokeism. The second way, Lisa, is to orbit all of our conversations around the biblical worldview. Yes. Now, 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 what is that, okay? Thoughts. You're gonna hear all sorts of thoughts from your kids, from knee-high to tree-high. They're gonna share thoughts. Thoughts about school, thoughts about this teacher or professor, or thoughts about the JV volleyball team, or thoughts about whatever it is. All of these thoughts, thoughts that someone in the class has, has said, okay, I'm gay. Uh, someone else, maybe they have a friend, they're like, I'm a guy, but I'm identifying as a girl. All sorts of thoughts are gonna flow in this family dynamic. And if they're not flowing, make sure they flow. How do you do that? Just ask. Ask, listen, 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 ask. And you ask the right people the right questions, you'll get the right answers. And we have to ask our kids That's right. to talk. So through the thoughts, we take those thoughts, and the next thing we do is we put them through our identity in Christ. I talked about it earlier. This is, is, is like a colander, right? It, it, it's a like a, a, a saying, so to speak. We put those thoughts through our biblical worldview. That's right. Now, how do you do that? So your identity in Christ. Um, well, I mean, it's through conversation, but yes. it's also about seeing their, you know, whenever you have thoughts and then you talk about their identity in Christ, mm -hmm. because we as a family have a biblical worldview. It's a, it's not a judging um, attitude. It's a loving attitude with discernment. Like, for example, is our identity in Christ blows away anything the wolf of wokeism can throw our way. If you begin just to think... And, and talk those thoughts through. But it's important too, because the next thing too is emotion. Ooh. Ooh, emotion. We all have emotions. God has feelings too. How do you process emotion? Because again, let's go with the wokeism. The wokers put emotion over truth. Mm -hmm. And then they say, the way I feel is truth. Here I'm developing as a man 
and I stopped the development, which is, is ridiculous, and now I'm identifying as a woman. I mean, I'm still a man, but I'm, but I'm feeling that I'm identifying as a woman. How do you process that as a parent? That's a hard question that I ask my lovely wife, isn't it? So, how, how, do you, how, do you say, how do you say that? How, how do you process that? With any emotion that your child expresses or is going through, you validate it. You let them know their emotions are important to you. You don't yes. shut them down, say, no, 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 you can't say that, da, da. Listen and validate their emotion. Then you separate emotion from truth. Say that again. Separate emotion from from truth. truth. So you don't let them camp out. No. In emotion, you guide them into truth. And then you educate them. And a lot of us, a lot of parents are like, I don't want to deal with the drama. We had a a friend who told us about a conversation he had at a high school event. And the friend said he was standing with a group of parents and one of the dads was like, man, I don't even want to know what my son's doing in that room with his computer. I don't even want to know what all's on his phone. Are you kidding me? Yes, you do want to know because the wolf is eating the child alive. So, and Lisa, we're parents. Last time I checked, we own the phone. We own the house or the apartment, you know? Yeah. So now once they leave, okay, that's another situation, but. But we're guiding them to understand how we function from a biblical worldview. So we go from thoughts to our identity in Christ, to the emotions, to the truth of God's word. And it's the best. Which segues into how we live our lives, our behavior. So there are, this sounds like boom, 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 we've got this down. No, it's not as easy as all that. But we have got to bring this biblical worldview into our children again. Go back to Deuteronomy 6, chapter verse 4. It starts with you. It starts with you. If you are going to have a child, I, I'll just say this. When, when babies are born, we as parents, I mean, everybody's so excited. You're just like, you know, reading everything. You, you're, you know, making the house safe. Oh, yeah. You put little things in the plugs, cabinet locks. You know, you're doing sleep training, making sure they're not allergic to stuff. I mean, what we put into the thought process into an infant, into their little toddler years. Unreal. And then it's like, do we get just tired and exhausted and decide, oh, well, now they're going to go to school. Now somebody else is going to take I just turn them over to school. Turn them over to the church. No, Turn, yeah. no, it gets more difficult and difficult. And we're living in a culture today where sin is celebrated. So we've got to be more diligent and more Isn't that uh, crazy? And persevere it, it's more truly, than ever. It's truly celebrated. It and, is. and Lisa, when when a child does go off the ranch a little bit, I like what we've been talking about. We don't yes. change our convictions because they've gone off the ranch. We we don't. So we your, your child, love them, Yes. we accept them, no matter what. It doesn't mean, though, we have to applaud their simple behavior. I mean, I don't always applaud my behavior. <laughs> Neither do I, but. <laughs> That's true. Very true. That's okay. No, I'm, I'm just I'm, jesting, I'm, right? But I'm, always we want to talk thoughtfully and lovingly, but truthfully to our children. 
You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. I remember uh, about a year and a half ago, I posted something on Instagram. Now I post a lot of stuff about our family. I post about things going on at the church and most of it is very uplifting and you know, positive. And, but I was just very disturbed about um, a drag queen story hour that was happening at our Dallas Public Library because I'm, I'm a library geek. I got my library card just like I got my Zoom membership. I go to the library. I'm a page turner. So, you know, I wipe the books down with a wipe and then I start that's reading. Good. Okay. So, I might be a little germaphobe, but anyway, that's You've always not had the, great that's, hygiene. I appreciate that's not that. not the point. So, I, I was really disturbed. I was like, are you kidding me? Story time. And so I posted this and just said, you know, what is our culture coming to? We've lost our identity, you know, is being shifted, all these different things. And many positive comments, but there were a few comments, you know, criticizing me for, for putting political views from a Christian perspective, which that's a joke. If the yeah. Bible talks about it, that's we right. will talk about it. So one woman and i felt her heart she said my daughter came out of the closet she's chosen an alternative lifestyle she's gay i feel like your words are hateful i just can't um, i want to celebrate her choices and be be loving and i just was so badly wanted to respond but the instagram is not a place for arguing or responding or all no. this and my my response would not have been argumentative it would be that I identify with her. Because I had a daughter who had an addiction and that was a lifestyle that I would never have chosen for her, ever. And I knew that it was detrimental to our health. I, I stood on conviction. I, I didn't love her less, but I stood on conviction because that was not God's best for her life. So I know what this mom is feeling, I do. You cannot change your conviction based on your child's choices. Stick to the biblical worldview and, and prayerfully they will see because of your love, not that you're celebrating, but because of your love, prayerfully they will see how God's way is loving, is the best way for That's their right. life. And we, Lisa, also too, as, as parents, we have the opportunity to engage the culture. 
yes. to get involved on the local level, to know about what our kids are learning in school, to understand the curriculum, to talk to, to the teachers, and, and all of those things, that's part of shepherding yes. and we our have, little lambs. We have been tricked into thinking that we don't have a right to go to our children's school. I, if I put a million dollars, which I wish I could, into the bank, and the bank said, you can't come see the money, you can't come into our lobby, you can't do this, they're that, I'm gonna say, whoa, 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 my, my money's not gonna be in your bank. The most valuable thing that Ed and I have outside of our relationship with God and our marriage is our children. So when I drop my children off at school, you better believe I'm gonna know what they're getting for eight hours Woo. of the day. Also, the library books that they're reading mm -hmm. and little statements that they make. Here's a tough one. Sometimes we think, well, both mom and dad need to work because we just, we have to. Ask yourself the question, do you really have to? Is it more for your comfort level and for the things that you want to do, or is it because you really need to put food on the table? Because sometimes it's a matter of making those hard decisions in order to protect your child from the wolf habitat. So when we have questions or thoughts come up about race, forget race, think about your uniqueness in Christ. Think about your unique culture, that's, that's great. When it comes to sex, God is pro-sex. He invented it, it's to be practiced within the confines and covenant of marriage. And all you have to do is just look out on horizon line and see what the sexual revolution from the 60s gave us. It gave us serious yeah. pollution. You have questions about gender, uniquely male, uniquely female. You have questions about the love of God. God loves everyone. We accept everyone. Doesn't mean we applaud their behavior. So these things will come up and, and thinking parents allow their children to think, yet, like the good shepherd, we're directing them and guiding them. Ah, you know, I've done a lot of research on sheep because the Bible talks a lot about sheep. It compares you and me to sheep and sheep are not always the smartest and sheep tend to, to do things that are a little bit unique. This week though, I did something I've never done before. I Googled the defense mechanisms of the sheep. Now that's an interesting study. Here's what sheep do. I didn't know this. They have amazing eyesight. They can hear ridiculously well. They also can smell. <laughs> they can detect a wolf 1,200 to 1,500 yards away, a sheep. Then though, if the wolf gets closer, they congregate, they gather. It's a natural instinct. Isn't that powerful? I thought about the church. I thought about seeing, seeing the worldview, the way God wants us to see it. We're made that way. Hearing, hearing the Holy Spirit of God, hearing God's word. Smelling, having that discernment to know, uh-oh, that's a wolf in sheep's clothing. And then, not you, and then gathering together. Because the good shepherd is gonna lead your family and mine to greatness. Did you hear me? The good shepherd, and we can model this, will lead those little lambs, our flock, to greatness. What is greatness? 
living in the center of God's will. Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to stand firm in your faith and to shepherd your family with wisdom and courage. Your role is pivotal in nurturing a God-honoring environment, and it's our prayer that you would feel supported and equipped in this journey. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Join us next time as Pastor Ed continues the series, Woke or Awake? We'll learn the importance of staying spiritually awake. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the Creative Connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.